This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with athletics reporter Jane Lee for MLB.com. Jane, we got a bunch of stuff to get to because the athletics have a lot going on this offseason. But I kind of wanted to spotlight Matt Olson before we jumped into everything else. He tied for fourth place in the AL Rookie of the Year voting. I feel like his, his season probably got a little bit lost in the midst of all the other rookies like Aaron Judge and Cody Bellinger, but he's 23 years old. He had 24 home runs and 45 RBI in 59 games. This is a great, you know, future for the athletics with Matt Olson, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the scary part is you look at the number of games he played in, 59. I I mean, the fact that he even, you know, was in consideration by some writers for that award, got a second-place vote, got a few third-place votes despite playing in fewer than 60 games, I mean, that in itself is pretty remarkable, and you just have to wonder, you know, what he could do over the course of a full season, and I think that's what the A's are thinking about right now. Um, And I know that, you know, not just this year, um, just kind of getting lost in the shuffle of some of the other rookies, but for for the past couple of years, it seemed like he had gotten lost in the shuffle among all the A's prospects. Um, I think when he was drafted for a long time there, he was considered that top prospect, um, obviously a ton of power potential, um, which we're now seeing why. And I think, you know, people just expected him up sooner than later and just kind of fell down the depth chart a little bit. Um, and some of the other guys, um, like Franklin Barreto, Matt Chapman, they started getting the attention. Um, and, and Olsen was still a little bit lost in the shuffle, but I mean, he's still young. I think people forget that he is young. And I think, you know, it was just kind of inevitable for him to be up and at first base. I know they tried to experiment with him in the minors and right field for a little bit just because it seemed like he was never, it was never going to be his turn. They didn't have a spot for him on the roster. Um, and I think just midseason, um, even though Yonder Alonso was having an incredible year, um, a career year for him really, they knew that Yonder wasn't part of, of their long-term plans Um and they wanted to really focus on that long-term plan, and, and Matt Olson was. And I think just giving him that extended opportunity um, after pulling him back and forth from the minors to the majors, I mean, he never complained. He made so many trips back to Nashville um, and then up to Oakland, even if it was just for a day sometimes going back and forth. And then when they pulled the trigger and, and traded Alonzo to Seattle, um, that really just opened the door finally for Olsen and And I think we saw what he's capable of with that extended opportunity. Jane, I read a story that you wrote a few days ago about, um, obviously, the athletics. And your opening line was, athleticism has been lacking in the A's organization. Can we just touch on the fact of how ironic this sentence is? And where are they going to find this athleticism? 
<laughs> I really never thought of it that way, but yeah, um, I think it was just something that was just kind of lost for a little bit. Um, you know, the focus just wasn't really there. Um, this is an organization that really prides itself in pitching, and I think a lot of years you see that, you know, with their pitching depth, and maybe some other things are, are lost in the shuffle, like athleticism, and um, I think they realized, um, you know, especially this year, how much it was missing from their game. And, and you look around the league at, you know, other teams, um, I think it's no surprise that the Astros are one of the more athletic teams around the league, um, and that's part of what makes them so good. Um, and you look back at the the World Series Royals team, same thing. Right. I think a lot of the more successful teams just have that athleticism Um you know, they're able to do all the things. And I think the A's at times, um, you know, were a little too one-dimensional. Um, you know, they had trouble scoring runs this year outside of the home run. Um, their defense was lacking. They didn't have much speed. Um, they are really just missing that all-around skill as a team. Um, and I think just bringing in guys like, um, already guys like Matt Chapman and then other guys along coming up, um, Dustin Fowler, Juan Mateo, um, you know, you really see um, some athleticism and, and guys that can make them more of a well-rounded club. Okay, so I want to touch on that starting pitching for a quick second. So Billy Bean used that R word. He said rebuild. I mean, but I, I feel like there's still a confidence in the starting pitching. But when you, if you could look into your crystal ball, you know, what do you, who do you see putting on an A's uniform this season who isn't already there that could, you know, really re-up this athleticism that the athletics are missing? Yeah, I mean, if you're looking um, specifically at the the pitching staff, um, I know they're really confident in the rotation pieces that they already have. Um, A lot of those guys went through some growing pains last year, um, or I should say this year, and, you know, struggled a little bit, but I think that's um, kind of normal for guys just getting used to their first full season in the big leagues. Um, so even still, even though there is that confidence in that group, I would be really surprised if they didn't bring in um, a veteran arm, a veteran presence, um, just to kind of stabilize everything. You know, I-, I think they've done well in picking those type of guys in the past. You've seen it with um, guys like Scott Casimir, Rich Hill, guys that um, at the time were sort of projects and then kind of, of course, left the organization and went on and had great years with um, other clubs. Um, And, you know, you don't always get lucky with those type of guys. Um, The DAs do have a knack for finding those those little gems, um, maybe overlooked guys, um, past their prime guys. But, you know, they're always looking for that high upside, low-cost arm um, and I'm not sure if there's that many out there right now. Um, but, you know, looking at that group, I mean, Doug Fister is, is a guy that kind of fits that mold, um, a guy the A's would perhaps bring in. And he's also a local guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, someone like him joined them. Um, and then as far as just the position player group, I mean, they're pretty set at essentially every position. I mean, right. if spring training started tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you know, they would be fine. I do think they're still looking for some upgrade in the outfield. Um, they have a ton of outfielders right now, but I think their preference would be to move Chris Davis into the DH role full time mm-hmm. um, and just add to that left field mix. Um, so that's why they're looking for 
a right-handed bat just to complement the other guys out there. And, and I don't think they're going to spend money in this area, but I do think that it's something they would consider just dabbling in, in the trade market, um, looking at all their options and just look for that, you know, that athletic right-handed bat that, you know, isn't just a, a quick fix, but someone that can be part of their, um, you know, long-term plan. Yeah, and as we're talking about guys who are not on the team currently, I want to spotlight someone who you mentioned, Jorge Mateo. You wrote about where he could potentially fit. He's just 22 years old. He's expected to start in AAA next season. He's the number four A's prospect, and he continues to prove himself time and time again. What do you think, in your opinion, do A's fans need to know about this guy? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when he came over, um, maybe all eyes weren't on him. I think um, Dustin Fowler was more the known product in that Sunny Gray trade. Um, but Mateo's an excitable player. I mean, he really, I think when everyone in the organization talks about, um, you know, going back to that wanting to get more athletic, um, this is a guy that they look to, um, a guy that was once the number one prospect in the Yankees system um, and has since kind of, you know, maybe um, fallen off the map a little bit. But, yeah. I mean, that athleticism is still there. Just a really good um, defensive player. And, um, you know, his bat, um, he has a lot of potential with that too. Um, and I think, you know, the, his ability to play multiple, multiple positions, that's something the A's are always looking at. Um, they really value versatility. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if down the line he is their shortstop of the future. Um, I mean, Marcus Simeon wow. is, of course, there right now. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I- I'm not sure that the two sides between Simeon and A's, they've, they've talked um, potential contract extension, but the fact that a deal was on the table last spring training and they didn't get it worked out, you don't normally see them going back and and working something out. So I'm not so sure that Simeon will be there long-term. He is their shortstop right now, next year, um, and perhaps another year. But I could easily see Mateo just kind of working his way into the picture. Um, And that's what the A's want. The A's want these guys to really fight for those jobs. Um, And so I think they're they're excited to see Mateo in spring training. I'm assuming he'll be at big league camp. And uh, I mean, they've really been high on this guy since they traded for him. Um, I mean, the second he joined the organization, he just hasn't stopped hitting. So they like what they see so far and, and I'm sure fans will too. All right. Lots to look forward to. There's a lot still left to be done and we're only midway through November. So pretty excited to see what the athletics have in store for their upcoming season. Jane, thanks so much for your time. I love talking to you. Of course. Thank you. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 